Hey, welcome to episode four of the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers. Hey, if you're a volunteer who works with teenagers and you especially love pointing them to Jesus, this is the podcast for you. You have landed in the right place. Hey, I'm Chris Trent and I work with the Next Gen Ministry for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. I've worked with teenagers for a little over 30 years now, and boy, I love pointing them to Jesus. But I especially love the volunteers who work with them, and that's you. Hey, I've got a couple of great special guests with me today. Today, I've got Billy Crystal with me. Billy, hey, what's up? I'm Billy. I serve with the Georgia Baptist up in North Georgia, and I have the pleasure to work at Burning Bush Baptist up in scenic Ringgold, Georgia. When he says scenic, he means scenic because right outside his church door, there are and, cows. And today, there, there are turkeys. Literally, literally <laughs> in front of the church today, turkeys. I love it. Hey, and I'm also really excited today to have uh, Shane Pruitt. Hey, Shane. Hey, what's up, friends? So excited to be on. Uh, serve as the National Next Gen Director with the North American Mission Board. So I oversee all of our ministries, the young adults, college students, teenagers. But our heroes are leaders who are influencing the next generation with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm in Texas, and it's about 108 degrees here today. So there you go. <laughs> I used to live in Texas and people talking about it being a dry heat. I'm like, you can say dry heat all you want. 105 feels like 105, no matter how dry. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And when it's that hot, ain't nobody dry. Everybody's sweating and stinky for sure. <laughs> hey, uh, Billy, let's, uh, we're here. We are in episode four. Uh, let's Billy tell everybody. Hey, what we're talking hey, this about is a good today. one. We're going to get to the meat of ministry today. We're going to talk about how to share the gospel with your students, a topic that a lot of volunteers are a little nervous about. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we feel like this is such an important topic that we're jumping into right now that we've made the decision uh, because we know we've got a lot to say that we're going to do this uh, this topic in two parts. So you're listening to part one now of how to share the gospel uh, with your students. And really what we want to talk about for the next few minutes uh, is just why uh, this is such an important topic and why we think it's so important for volunteers uh, to have an understanding in this. Shane, um, one of the things I love about what you're getting to do is you're literally getting to travel the country uh, and and speak in front of thousands and thousands of teenagers. And we don't say that to brag. I know your heart, but more so just God has allowed you that platform. But in that, you've been able to see some incredible thing happen, things happen um, in the last summer, for instance, as we're right here in the middle of 2022. Can you share with everyone sort of what you're seeing and why you think this is such an important topic? Yeah, I think with Generation Z, um, one thing we're seeing with them, and uh, I mean, even before the pandemic, um, is Gen Z, statistically speaking, is the least religious generation we've ever seen. Um, so, so much of that generation didn't grow up in church. Um, they're exposed to so many things. Um, and then the pandemic hits in 2020 and then all the things since then, I always say, you know, 2020 and the last two to three years hasn't really created new problems. It just poured gasoline on the problems that were already there. So you have a whole generation of teenagers now um, that they're looking for hope. They're looking for answers. They're coming to the end of themselves as a much earlier age. They realize the world is broken. They realize they're broken. And so because of that, they are looking for truth. And as the church, we know hope has a name. The answer has a name. The truth has a name. It's the name above every name, Jesus. And so as the church, we get to go, hey, this person you're looking for actually has a name and it's Jesus. And I always say, hey, you'll always feel like something's missing as long as someone is missing. 
and his name is Jesus. And I tell you, Chris, I've seen more people get flat out saved probably in the last two years of ministry than the previous 15 years of ministry Agreed. combined. Um, and it's because they're looking. They're looking for something. And we say that person you're looking for is Jesus. Yep. Billy Shane gets the obviously the opportunity to stand up in front of thousands of, of folks that you know at different conferences and such. Here you are in North Georgia, like actually serving in a local church. Do you see that happening with the students that you're you, working with? You no, know, well? it's, it's fat, fascinating. Shane has really hit the uh, hit, hit the target with this. In two ways, I see a generation again, Chris, just like you. I've been with, working with students for a little over thirty years. I see a more broken generation than that in than ever, but at the same time, I see a more hopeful and longing generation mm -hmm. than ever. And while our ministries are incredibly different, they absolutely partner with each other. Mm -hmm. So serving in, a, in an incredibly small town in a church that, no joke, the turkey is real. The closest red light <laughs> to me is three miles away. Uh, I'm seeing students in the middle of the Bible Belt, or I'm meeting teenagers that have never been in a church before ever. Yeah, But at the same time, they're desperate. So obviously we want to blame the big bad COVID monster, but it's more than that. You take COVID and you take a radically politically charged environment and you put those two things together. It is a perfect storm for a generation that's looking for truth. So mm -hmm. while we see more broken, my students are actually showing signs of thriving they're asking deeper questions. They're wanting to grasp ministry with both hands. They're wanting to get, they're becoming more missional. That's a fascinating yeah. concept. They're wanting mm -hmm. to go and do things rather than sit in the room and be preached at. And, yeah. and, and that is an amazing thing to me. Yep. Yeah, I think this is awesome. Uh, but so here, here's where I'm thinking right now, though. If I'm a volunteer listening to this on my way to drop off my kids, or I just dropped off my kids and I'm on my way back to home, or whatever I might be doing right now, and my youth pastor has asked me to listen to this, I'm listening to a couple what I would call professional Christians. You know, uh, both. You know, we've got all three of us, man. We're professional. We do this for a living. But as we think about volunteers, though. There's no doubt, Shane, that you've got that incredible platform of being able to stand up at a conference. Billy, you're the paid youth pastor. You get to stand up on a Wednesday night uh, and do your thing. But why do we feel like it's so important for the volunteers that are working like in a Sunday school class yeah. or a discipleship class or volunteering even to kind of help manage a crowd or go to a youth camp? Why do we think it's important for them to have an understanding of sharing the gospel? Yeah, I love that that question. And if you think, you know, first of all, there's uh, so many layers to answering that because uh, it's so good. I love that question. And I'm so thankful for volunteers. They are the heroes. Um, nothing happens without those volunteers. You know, I say the Holy Spirit and volunteers. That's right. <laughs> right? So that's what you need right. in student ministry. Right? Um, but I would say, urgency, number one urgency. Uh, so we did a, a poll back in the fall um, and we asked this on Twitter. If you are a follower of Jesus, at what age did you surrender to Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life? And we gave four options, uh, 12 and under, 13 to 18, 19 to 30, young adult years or 30 plus. Uh, right at 2,700 people took that poll. That's a pretty big polling segment if you know anything about polling stats. What we found is this, check this out, 77%. Let me say that again. 
of all Christians said they surrendered to Jesus as Lord and Savior before the age of 18. So friends, like I believe in the sovereignty of God. God can save whom he wants, when he wants. But practically speaking, if we don't reach a generation by the time they turn 18, then we lose a whole generation. So there is urgency in articulating the gospel and urgency to do it when they're young. All right. Also, I want to say this for volunteers. I want you to know this is like you may feel like, well, I don't really have a huge platform or I'm, you know, I'm not on stages and all those things. Hey, here's what I found when I talk to young people and go, hey, who's the person that impacts your faith the most? Um, rarely do they go, oh, this person I follow on Instagram or uh, the camp speaker or the speaker I heard at the conference. You know, they'll say, hey, I like listening to those sermons. I like listening to this guy teach, or I like listening to this person, you know, or I like following them on Instagram. But who impacts them the most is always my Sunday school teacher, my small group leader, uh, the guy who disciples me, the woman who disciples me. So I want you to know, often as a volunteer who's discipling people one-on-one or small groups or leading Sunday school classes, typically your impact is even deeper than those who are standing on stages. So I want to encourage you with that. Yeah, there's a question. You know, Springtide Institute did a great study, and one of the things, uh, one of the phrases they coined was this phrase, relational authority. Mm-hmm. And something that's changed in the lives of teenagers uh, is that, uh, whereas in the past, they would give authority to an adult just because that adult was, in fact, an adult, yeah. right? There's now what that we're seeing with the stats, the way the questions are being asked is a teenager will only give authority to someone who has a relationship with mm-hmm. them. Now, there's no question, Shane, that God moves in moments, Billy, where you're, where y'all are teaching on stage, where I'm teaching on stage. Sure. And people get saved in those moments. But I think there's a highly likelihood based on this idea of relational authority that a kid is going to listen to someone who genuinely knows them and cares about them faster than they're going to listen to someone who's on the stage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's yeah. absolutely true. I'm even seeing in high schools. Uh, I love this concept of relational authority. Five, Even five years ago, 10 years ago. Whatever the coach said is what happened. And whatever the coach said is where the parents approached it. That is not so much the case anymore. And even the the people who dictate playing time are having to step back and rethink how they approach students. Shane, I love what you do because it's a little frustrating. Hear me out. I can tell a student 10 times something and then I go to the cool thing and the guy on stage says it one time and every kid goes, man, he's right. We should totally do it that way. <laughs> so we all kind of partner together. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's the team. It's all of us yeah. building the relationship together. I love going to events where there are speakers like you and I set that up and then they nail it home. And then we have all these volunteers that can come along and help answer the questions and dig into the cool concept that the speaker had to say, and and that's a great way to utilize all of us together. No doubt. I feel like one of the greatest wins as an itinerant speaker is when whatever I'm saying is what they've already been hearing their youth pastors and uh, and youth leaders say and the volunteers and the small group leaders. Um, if I'm validating their ministry as leaders, that's always a big win for me as well to where they Love go, it. oh, my youth pastor, you said this, but my youth pastor says that or my small group leader says that or the person who disciples me says that. Um, I think that's a beautiful picture of the body working together. Some water, beautiful. some plant, God brings a growth. Yeah. And, the, and the volunteers are equally as important in all that. No doubt. 
No doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I love what y'all were saying too. I agree with you. I think a, a flip with Gen Z, you know, it used to, you know, especially with boomers and Xers when, when we were younger um, and then even some millennials, it started shifting a little bit with them. It's typically in student ministry, often they would believe what you believe and then belong, right? So they go, oh, okay, I believe what you believe about the gospel, the Bible. Now I'm going to come be a part of your student ministry, a part of your group. But it's yeah. really flipped with Gen Z. Sometimes they're going to belong for a while before they believe what you believe. And we have to be okay with that to go. We have students in our group and our small groups and our Sunday school, and they don't believe the gospel. They don't believe the Bible. They don't even believe in God, but they're here because they trust us. Friends invited them. We're building a relationship with them. And it's okay to let them belong a little bit before they believe what we believe, you know? So volunteers, um, here, here's something we just want to make sure that you're hearing as we wrap up part one here of how to show the gospel with teenagers. We want you to know that here we are, you know, a few professional preacher people, whatever, you know, ministers, but we also struggle though in the area of one-on-one evangelism. That's kind of that church way of saying that. Uh, I think all of us at times struggle with how to have those conversations. And that's why part two, we hope is going to be really helpful as we dig into some how-to moments though. But I just want to encourage you as a volunteer uh, to let you know that, man, if you're sitting here and you're hearing us talk about all these things and you're like, yeah, uh, Shane, Billy, Chris, I, I do believe that this is super important and that it's maybe more important than ever right now and what teenagers are going through. But I just don't know how. That you're not the only one that feels that way. Um, this is a challenging challenging uh, topic, if you will, in a sense. And it's a challenging thing to do uh, because teenagers are so different these days. And there's so many different worldviews in the mix and it can be real challenging. Uh, but we want to encourage you, though, uh, with the fact that we believe God wants to use you to literally change the, the life of a teenager by you pointing them to Jesus. Um, he's called you to do that as much as he's called any professional uh, minister on staff of a church or anything like that. And, and he's got a plan for you in that. So be encouraged today. Uh, hopefully you will jump back in with us here uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, or, or if you, if you're listening late, it's already there for you, but hopefully you'll listen to part two on how to give a gospel presentation to your students. Uh, but we just want to thank you for joining us today. Hey, I want to also give special thanks to the Georgia Baptist mission board for allowing us to provide this as a free resource. Hey, we're also especially thankful for the churches who continue to give to the cooperative program. And if you ever need anything, you can find us at gabaptist.org slash next gen. And I'm Chris Trent, and we'll see you next time on the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers.